Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Vitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, which is the largest statewide business association in the country. (laughs) (laughs) We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so if you need some updated coverage, check them out. Great. So... As Kate mentioned, our show airs every other Wednesday. You can catch it on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's Alexa. You know, wherever you can catch a podcast, we're going to be there. If you're not into that whole podcast scene, but you still want to check out these smiling faces every other Wednesday, you can do that at um, N- or sorry, youtube.com slash NJBIA. We put the video up every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't remember to come back in here every other week and find our episode, that's okay njbia.org slash subscribe you can check uh, you know go there hit the subscribe link they'll notify you whenever we're new and you can watch us that way subscribing is really the best way to go oh it's totally the best way to go absolutely who wants to try to remember every other week like not me you know i need my other people's business fix i just remembered it's been just over a year i just remembered that when garbage day is at my new apartment nice (laughs) yes No, I, I get really nervous about that because if you accidentally miss a week and mm. things start piling up, that's no good. Yeah, I'm one person though. I don't produce enough garbage for it to like really be a problem. But uh, I, I would think that summer's about coming, myself, and that's not yeah. a good thing. Yeah. I got five kids. That's all I produce. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a lawyer, so you that's fill in the blanks. So. Wow. All right. So let, let's introduce uh, Steve here, just because like I want to get your voice out there. So Steve Reynolds of Gibbons PC, say hi. Let the audience hear your voice. Hello, audience. So you're a, a litigator, which, according to Cher from Clueless, is the scariest kind of lawyer. Oh, that's not true. That's unfair. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah? No? Yeah, no. Uh, shouldn't be. If you're actually, if whom I'm representing has actually done the right thing, it okay. shouldn't be scary at all. Okay. And I always represent the right people. That's good to know. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I like it. No, shouldn't be afraid. Okay, good. All right. So today's icebreaker is, would you rather be an amazing painter or a brilliant mathematician? Who's to say I'm not both? <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. How do you know that I'm wow. not both? During the break, I'm, I'm going to hand you a, a piece of paper and a pen. You're going to like show off your skills. Mathematician. Who, who can I offend less? Let's see. Um, I would say the painter. Me too. Okay. Yeah, I would say because at, at this age, you know, it's more fun to do paint than math. Well, and I have lived this far not being a brilliant mathematician and I've done okay. You've done fine. It would be nice to be a brilliant painter though. Yeah, yeah. Like on the side just creating beautiful art. Okay. I like I would, And let's face it, it's easier to get people to do your math than it is to paint for you. <laughs> it's true. Right? It's a really good point. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the you know, living on the grass is greener on the other side. I've been very artsy all my life. I think I could go for the math, you know? Really? You know how hard it was struggling through math all my life, having like a communicator brain, you know? Like, Aww. Yeah. And I feel like you could make a lot more money as a mathematician than you could as a uh, painter. You know, like... That's let's, probably true. Putting aside the top 1% of either profession, you know, right. like, you know, I'm sure there's, like, amazing money to be had if you're Picasso or Van Gogh or something. But, like, your average great painter mm. versus your average great mathematician. I'm, I'm thinking, like, the mathematicians can uh, be more successful. I don't know. But there's no abstract math. Right. Isn't there though? Is there abstract math? I think there is. Like you know, we use letters. So. I mean, what's your definition of abstract? Like not well. concrete. I think math is always concrete. Math is always very reliable and dependable. In sure, of- but there is undiscovered math. You know, like, <laughs> is there? Yes, there totally is undiscovered math. There's things we don't know about the universe, and we are just looking for math to solve those problems. Like <laughs> Stephen Hawking spent his whole life trying to find the equation to answer everything. You know. 
There's math out there. I don't, we don't know, know enough about that to agree or disagree. I'm going to just trust you. You know, string theory and you know all these things. Like, well, there now, is math we don't know. Now, now yeah. you're just showing off. I, I know, right? Yeah, I agree. He's, yeah. It's kind of obnoxious. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this was a, this was a See, and I'm the artsy one, so... You are, you are. Yeah. Good luck. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe it's just a grass is greener on the other side kind of a deal. You know? All right. Fair All enough. Right. I've always thought of myself as creative, but maybe I'm not that creative, and that's why the, the painting is appealing to me. How about if you can combine the two and just do paint by numbers? <laughs> there was an episode of Monk once. <laughs> paint and sip. <laughs> where he was, uh, I don't know if you ever watched that show, he was a brilliant mathematician, uh -huh. and... Um, he actually was using like protractors and rulers while he was like, you know, at painting class or whatever. And it was driving everybody crazy because, you know, like he uh, like was objectively doing it wrong. It's not like sure. art when you're like, you know, whatever. But people were buying up his art like crazy. And it was because like these criminals knew that like the canvas he was using was being used to stash all this drug money or whatever. <laughs> so, Quite an elaborate plot. It is, yeah. But like it was driving his art teacher crazy because she's like, no, he's terrible. Why would you buy this? You know? <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> all right. So Steve, um, actually, Steve is not the first person on our show to come from Gibbons. We had Christine Stearns on our show. Mm -hmm. Many episodes Many ago. Many episodes I say, ago. Going back to like the episode 12 era. So, you know, yeah. we're on like 49, uh, 51 ish 51 now. 51 or 2, yeah. Yeah, 51 or 2. So it's been a while, but Steve does things differently from Christine or has a different role. So, mm -hmm. Steve, tell us what you do for Gibbons and maybe tell us a little bit about the Gibbons for people who don't remember. Sure. Well, Gibbons is a law firm based in Newark with offices all over the, what we call it, the um, Amtrak corridor. Its headquarters okay. is in Newark. Uh, it's, it has offices in New York, which I started back in late uh, 98, I think it was. Um, offices as well in West Palm Beach. I'll work my way up. That's far below the, wow. the Amtrak corridor. Florida, but yeah. DC, Wilmington, Delaware. Let me, let me focus now. Um, Philadelphia. And we're about to open an office in Red Bank, which is where I'll reside. So what I do, or what I did, for the last 18 years, I've been an in-house corporate general counsel, mm -hmm. which means I'm the head of the legal function for, there were two Fortune 200 companies. One is Alcatel Lucent, based in Paris, where I commuted for seven years. And then... Um, From here to Paris? I would fly. That's I a hell of a commute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a burden, but I would spend a week or two every month. I complain about the 40 minutes it takes me to get here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So I did that for seven years and then took a job in Philadelphia as general counsel of Aramark. Okay. So I was the in-house lawyer. And prior to that, my career has been somewhat symmetrical. 18 years with law firm, 18 years with companies, and now I'm going back to the law firm that I spent 16 of those 18 years at, and that's Gibbons. So Gibbons, big firm, mm -hmm. over 200 lawyers. Uh, I think the best lawyers in certainly this country. I, that's one of the wow. main reasons okay. I'm going, and I'm proud to have been associated with nice. a firm named um, in honor of John Gibbons, who was the former chief judge. He ran the Third Circuit Federal Court of Appeals in this area through Philadelphia, Trenton, and parts of Jersey. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, I so did. John Gibbons no, was... <laughs> but whatever. You know. Yeah. So that's kind of the allure. The allure is that's where I came from. Okay. That's the firm that kind of honed me, and mm -hmm. I just am proud to be associated with the name of the place and the that's people great. in it. So what I do is, what I'll do there is, I'm a litigator, which means I go to court, I take depositions, maybe we'll try a case every once in a while, but I'm 60, I've been doing that for a while. And I think my role will be largely to help develop the talent mm. that the firm has, That's act great. as a mentor, um, you know, deal with some potential clients mm -hmm. and handle some matters, which great. means basically cases that are involving securities, investigations, 
things like that, which is kind of what my background has been, particularly in light of what I handled when I was with these companies. Okay. So as you were saying all of that, I noticed some language that, you know, we understand because we talked to you before the episode started, but for the sake of our audience, you were saying what I did and what I will do at Gibbons. So there was, you left and now you're coming back. Right, right. Yeah, yeah coming back home. All right. So having lived in Philadelphia for the last seven years, I guess this broadcasts into Philadelphia. Uh, yes, can I say this broadcasts everywhere. Would, they can get us in I, China if they want. You I know? loved Philadelphia. I hated rooting for the Eagles. And the, <laughs> well, I'm sorry if you guys are Eagles fans, but so, we made a joke about the Eagles once in a meeting, uh -oh. and the people in the meeting almost took us apart. Yeah, we made a joke on this show about the Eagles. Remember when we were talking about the riots? You know, <laughs> yes. after the Super Bowl. Yeah, and we caught some good. crap about that. So yeah. Yeah. They are we learned our lesson. Passionate. Yeah. Passionate. We so. don't talk about the Eagles yeah. anymore. Okay, never mind. Strike that. <laughs> well, we talked about the ride. I remember Heather Hansberry sent us an email saying, that's just what you do. That's right. right? So that's exactly Eagles right. Eagles fans are a breed all their own. Yeah, mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I won't miss them. But so <laughs> I want to come back home. So we have a place in Spring Lake, my wife and five children. So I've been commuting, as I said before the broadcast, uh, uh, five days a week in Philadelphia and then two days. So I've been going to Paris, I've been going to Philadelphia, and now I'm going home. So That's great. So the idea with the Red Bank office is to kind of expand the the New Jersey uh, coverage of mm -hmm. the firm, which is, a new, you know, well, while we have offices in these interesting cities, it's a New Jersey firm. And to have a, an office in central Jersey kind of rounds out, I think, the focus that the company has with Trenton, uh -huh. Newark, and now... Uh, Red Bank. So, Wonderful. There's something to be said about the beauty and the drawing power of the Garden State that after commuting to Paris and Philadelphia, you were like, you know where I want to spend yeah. the rest of my career? Sounds crazy. <laughs> Sounds crazy. Red Bank is true. a great town, though. It, it is. is. Yeah. It's It's got a lot of really cool things happening mm -hmm. in Asbury Park as well. So. Oh, I love Asbury Park. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just there for a race. Like a, There was a 2.222 race. Mm -hmm. So you run the race and they give you a 2.2. I had never been, I know, I've been to the beach several times, but I'd never been to their little downtown. Yeah, yeah. It's adorable. It's amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing development. Great restaurants, great entertainment. Obviously, you have the stone pony and everything mm -hmm. around it. So, mm -hmm. no, again, coming home, and I have, it wasn't even a hard choice. Choose between Paris, Philadelphia, and Newark. Who would mm -hmm. you pick? The Garden State every Garden time. Garden State. Every yeah. day. Absolutely. So, Jersey yeah. Shore. There's nothing like it. It is, yeah. Cool. All right. I think we're going to take a quick break unless uh, I'm forgetting anything. No. No. Usually I forget something and Vinny keeps me on the straight and narrow. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to play a game. Good. Okay. And we're back. And before we get to the game, we were talking on break about some of the funny stories that our HR attorneys have uh, told on the show. And you mentioned that you've got kind of a funny story about. Hugh Hefner? Is well, it? yes. Now, there aren't many funny stories you can tell in litigation. Sure. So this was, I think, funny. But So um, this was 1989. I was a young partner at the firm. All crazy stories starting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know. In the 80s. He was the 80s. And my partner in the case, Mike Griffinger, who is the dean of the firm, still there, still practicing um, hard. And we had a case where we were adverse to Playboy. It involved a casino in Atlantic City, and there was a battle over uh, property rights and the like. And it was a case that was in federal court in Camden. 
And I'm a young partner, so I didn't do, I did the dirty work, which is to try to get Hugh Hefner's deposition in New Jersey. And that was a key thing because we figured if he had to come to New Jersey, maybe he'd settle the case and we would. Sure. So the bottom line is I had to find evidence that he could come to New Jersey because he'd had a stroke. Um, you may recall huh. this. No. A few uh, weeks before, but I had actually seen him, I'm embarrassed to say, on Entertainment Tonight. Okay. Right. Looking pretty good on his birthday party <laughs> with all of these, well, let's just say. Beautiful women. Yes, you answered mm -hmm. the question. Yes. So I had to put together an affidavit that had pictures of him at a party, even sent it to the judge, and judge, he's not sick, look at him, he's fine. Yeah. He's fine, it was a mild stroke, and sure. it truly was. But the bottom line was the judge said, I'm not gonna have his death on my conscience if he comes all the way to Newark. So the judge basically- All the way to Newark. All the way to, all the way to Newark. Newark for it's a 20 deposition. minute train ride, yeah. oh my yeah. God. And his company had sued our company, so the law sure. usually makes you come, but she yeah. gave this. So at the hearing, uh, the judge basically decides, well, here's what I'll do. Deposition's gonna be in California, but Mr. Griffinger and Mr. Reynolds, your air, everything's paid by Playboy. Oh. And you can dictate the terms of the entire deposition, where it's gonna be, how it's gonna be. So where where did it end up? Was that the Playboy I wanna mansion? say in the mansion, oh in the pool. Yeah. In the mansion for two days, took the deposition of you, Hefner. Now at the end of the deposition- Wait, so you stayed in the Playboy mansion for no, two days? No, we couldn't do that. Oh. That would be totally <laughs> inappropriate. Say, he, offered, he offered, there's a story, he set us up at a, at a hotel, Hefner sure. did, and, and there's a story there, but we can tell that after that. <laughs> right, that's, that's, I was gonna say, two days in the Playboy mansion in the 80s would have yeah. to be crazy. Seriously. <laughs> so at the end of the deposition, and we actually got enough out of him to win the case, and he didn't know it. At the end, he was very appreciative of the fact that we would have the deposition at his place, even mm -hmm. though it helped us, because right. mm. it helped us get documents because we're right there, and so on and so forth. So he was so kind. He came up to my partner, Mike Griffin, and said, Mike, I want to I want to invite you. This is a Friday. We're having a big opening for a movie. We'd like you and Mr. Reynolds to stay uh, on me. You don't have to stay here, but you can if you want. And I'm like thinking, oh my God, I died and gone to heaven. Right. I'm going to spend the weekend. <laughs> So here's and I'm going to win the case. And I'm going to win the case. Win the case. And so here's Mike Griffinger, who is the paradigm of integrity and ethics. What does he do? He says, uh, Mr. Hefner, I'm, I'm sorry we can't take you up on this offer. Obviously, it presents a little bit of an appearance of impropriety. But more importantly, <laughs> Mr. Reynolds' wife is eight months pregnant. <laughs> she would not be cool. With our first with child. Yeah. So I'm like literally kicking sure. my partner saying, Mike, don't. So we no, she's home. cool. Don't worry. <laughs> So the good news is we won the case. I had my kid. Yeah. And my wife, um, we we stayed together this time. Sure. She forgave you for yeah. considering. Yeah. So that was a successful right. litigation. I feel like just considering <laughs> staying two days in the Playboy Mansion is not divorce worthy. That's right. That's You're right. probably right. Uh, You're probably right. Probably. <laughs> All right. That's a great story. Thank oh, you very much. Sure. All right. Time to play Awful or Awesome, which is a game where I'm going to name three things in quick succession, and we each have to decide whether they're awful or awesome and be prepared to defend your answers. Okay. All right, first up, the last time you and I talked, you were about to start the show The Americans. Yes. So, that is the first one, The Americans, Awful or Awesome. So it's like, what'd you oh think? Oh my God, so awesome. Yeah, so the awesome! Uh, we cannot stop watching the uh -huh. show. We're in the middle of it, don't tell me how it ends. I haven't seen it. We're in the dare. middle of the six seasons. Wow, and six? Wait, how? What, what season are you on? Did you get all the way to four. six? You're on four. Don't you say a word. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. It is unbelievable. I know, it's some of the best television I've ever seen in my life. It's unreal. And my, wow. my wife said last night, you know, I wish we had actually known it was this good so we could watch it on a weekly basis. And I said, no. no. It's best to, to binge it. To, to you don't want to have it. to wait for it when no, you want it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Vin had never heard of it. We were yeah, she the texted script. me the trailer last night. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but yeah. How did you not? It was like 12 hours ago that I texted I got a kid, and she is crazy, <laughs> all right? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Fair enough. That's yeah. cool. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm I, looking forward to it. You yeah. Know? yeah. Where it's are unbelievable. You, okay. Where are you streaming it? Amazon or? Uh, through... No, it's just on our Netflix or something. No, it's on our cable package. Oh, okay, on oh, demand. Sure. On demand. Yeah. You pay seventeen bucks a season. Sure. But it, it allows you to go back and forth. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh wait, 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 wait! Before I pay seventeen bucks no, a season, I Netflix? think you can, <laughs> you can get it on Amazon Prime. I think. Yeah, you okay. should be able to get it. For yeah, because that's why I watched the last season on Amazon Prime. Sounds good. Yeah, but it was an FX show, so if you have an uh, FX package or a subscription, yes, or whatever, right. no, no. Yeah. But I mean, if. If it's on Amazon Prime, that's extra, the FX package in Amazon Prime? No, no, no. I think you can get an FX package through your cable, or I don't know. Oh. I, don't oh, I should be able to pull it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a buck fifty. Uh, do the math, Mr. Yeah. Mathematician. It's on. I, I said that I would like to be a mathematician, you know? A dollar fifty times twelve is just way out of my uh, comfort yeah. zone, but mm. no. <laughs> All right, next up is youth sports. And I, I, I put this on here because you've got five kids. Yeah. And all of my friends who have kids, <laughs> they're just like running around constantly. There's no break. The seasons just pile on top of one another. Hockey life. and soccer and lacrosse and awful. 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 I think awful. Awful. Because <laughs> the parents are gimme. awful. Wait. Okay. Oh. I was just thinking the schlepping would be awful, but the parents are also and awful. And watching amateur sports. Like they that. think this is their ticket to a scholarship when oh they don't realize God. the percentages are down. Mm -hmm. But I shouldn't comment because I'm one of those parents. Quick story. Okay. My son. I have sons, they're all athletes. Four mm -hmm. sons all played football at Princeton University or lacrosse. Mm -hmm. So I was thrown off, uh, thrown out of a game on national television. Oh, no. I have a video Arrested to show you. Arrested for beating up an umpire. But it's a long story. The bottom line, I'm talking about you sports and how you can't lose your cool. And this yeah. game was on television. And I was on the other side with the cameras from ESP and we're watching. My kid got called for a penalty that I thought wasn't a penalty. And the referee comes over. I'm screaming. Oh. I didn't use expletive. You, out. And it's all caught on television. Mm. So I had the, <laughs> the, the utter embarrassment of having my kid and his teammates watch me be escorted. Like perp walked. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so that's, that's why it's awful. And I have, I have no standing to complain because I got thrown out of a game. Wow. So, but that's the problem with youth sports. It's a lot of time and investment that could be spent elsewhere. People yeah. don't realize it. Yeah. They'll I mean, find it's... your child if they need to, if they're really talented. Yeah, exactly. And then you got to deal with the parents. I hadn't even considered that aspect. I was just thinking, all you spend all your time in the car. Sometimes the game is rained out, so you have to like just turn around yeah. and unload and just. But let me tell you, having been through it, now I have four sons, ages thirty-two to twenty-four. Okay. And then, with the same wife, I have to say, a twelve-year-old daughter now. The one who so stayed now, with you after considering yes. two nights in the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> there you go. So the bottom line is I learned all of that, mm -hmm. and now I'm going through it now. But I will tell you, I missed so much those car rides to games. Oh, you missed the, it? The, the camps in the summer. Mm -hmm. You'll miss it because we missed it after that for that period mm -hmm. of 12 years in between. the. Does your daughter play any sports? Yes, she does. Where and she we play? are completely different. She plays lacrosse, mm -hmm. basketball, soccer. All right. Yeah. That's so I cool. would not... I. I think it's a great memory because it allows you to be in the car and talk to your kid. They don't listen to you <laughs> when you say, you should have run this way or that way or be careful with that. But yeah. you'll miss it. It's cherish the time. Okay. So five? Five. Five. Then he has an 18-month-old yeah. and he's considering why he ever death. did that. Right? I'm considering death. <laughs> <laughs> For myself, mind right. you be. Yeah. Right, right. No, there is such a, you've heard, I guess, of the terrible... Twos, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think we're it's not that bad. We're either there or we're getting there. Yeah. Not that bad. Yeah. Just give him the cell phone, and you're on your own. 
Okay. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh my God. I'd be willing to try do anything not do at this point. Do not do that. Uh, All right. Did wow. you did you go? You said uh, you awful. sports. No, I guess awful. Yeah, no. I don't know. I mean, I I'm not there yet, but you know, she goes to gymnastics every week, and you know, like I guess. It can kind of become your life. I could and, and yeah, one. I don't, I don't even know about five. Wait a minute, you got an eighteen-month-old? Yeah. Going to gymnastics. Oh yeah, I, she's I an what athlete. I said. Like, what, what does do she do? do? It's mostly for so socialization, but you Holy know. Holy mackerel! Like, yeah, so sense. Tara, my wife, she um, she really wanted Chloe to be taking those first steps before she left maternity leave, and so she was really like on the floor, like encouraging her to crawl and walk and all this, right out, you know. Which is, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an appeal here. Don't ever do that, you know, because wow. we missed that period where you could just put a baby down and not have it move. Oh. You know, like instead, Chloe's been mobile since the beginning, you know, and like now she's like athletically mobile. Oh, that's good. You know, so I mean, yeah, it has its upsides, but I don't know, you're chasing after her a lot more than we should be. Just don't read all those books that tell you how to raise children. Yeah. I don't know. I feel don't like. Read them? I don't. We didn't. You know, people always just, wish there was a manual, and technically there are. I can find so many divergent views on how to best oh, yeah. handle over protect. That's how they sell more books. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to decide which one. Well, they're children. Mm. Trust me. Yeah. They'll be fine. All right. All right. Take it from the guy who has five. I'll, Seriously. I'll stick it out. All right. Last one. Spoilers. And by this I mean the phenomenon within our culture that does not allow people to talk publicly about certain things. For example, he got really nervous about you giving away America. the end Correct. of the Americans. Yeah, Spoilers, yeah the right. Avengers too is another one. Yeah. Right. Do you want to share your theory before we... Okay, so I, I was talking to Kate about this. Um, as of the point where we're taping this episode, the Avengers Endgame just came out a couple weeks ago. Yep. Game of Thrones will end in about two weeks. But by the time this airs, Game of Thrones will be over. over. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure people will have gotten like their spoiler you know, worries out of the way by then. But yeah, I don't know. Disney, I feel like, like I want to say Disney's marketing department was the one that did this to us. Like prior to The Force Awakens, the seventh Star Wars movie that came out, I want to say like three or four or five years ago, however long that is now. I don't even yeah. know. 2015, so maybe four. Yeah. Um, you didn't hear about like mm -hmm. this whole like if somebody spoils the end of this movie, like there will be mass rioting in the streets kind of thing. Like I want to say Disney was like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna make a culture out of people being terrified about finding out the end, and then they will all run to the theater as quickly as they can. Yeah. You know? I think yeah, Disney just ruins everything. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a mar it's a marketing ploy. Yeah. I mean, that being said, I, I don't want to know the endings of these things before I go see them. You yeah. know? Um, when The Force Awakens came out, I was actually doing such an amazing job of avoiding all of this. Like, I unfollowed a few people on Facebook that I knew might be a problem. I was avoiding certain websites that I knew, you know, might have like some headlines that would give things away. You know, wasn't watching the trailers, nothing. You know who spoiled the end of that movie for me was our senior vice president, Melanie Willoughby. <laughs> Just came up to me in the hallway at work and was like, I heard on the internet that Han Solo is going to be dying in this Star Wars movie oh, coming out. Oh, you just out. blew it for me. Oh, hey, it's been four years. You had your opportunity. A of <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, something broke in my head <laughs> in that moment. But yeah, it was just like a total casual, like, trying to make conversation. Like, you might say, like, hey, 
nice weather we're having out oh here right God. now. I can't believe she did that. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, shout out to Melanie, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> shout out to Melanie. Okay, so all that being said, spoilers, awful or awesome? Awful. awful? Awful. You think they're awful? Yeah, spoilers are awful. The phenomenon of trying to avoid them is also kind of awful, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's like kind of weird. Like, we... We have these shared experiences in this shared culture, but we're also saying like, don't talk to me about our shared, you know, culture yeah. experiences, you know? It's it's a very strange world in which mm -hmm. we live. I agree. I kind of like them, to be honest with you. I don't know why, but... You like what? Spoilers. Oh, you mean being told? Yeah. You're surprised I kind of like it. Okay, so last... Okay, today's Tuesday. Game of Thrones aired Sunday. Yes. Yesterday, before I watched Game of Thrones, because I never watched it on Sunday night. It's just too late for now me. Now I have to, yeah. I will read the, not the recap. If I can get my hands on a recap, I will. Or the review of the episode, I'll read it before I watch it. And I don't know why, but there's something about, there's something comforting about not worrying about all the characters and all of the plot lines. I just want to know in advance. worrying about them as though they're real people. Right, I know. I just, I don't want to be surprised that somebody that I love is going to die or something like, you mm. know what I mean? It's mm. just comforting to me to know in advance who's going to make it and who's not going to make wow. it. Okay. <laughs> it's like those people that read the end of the book and then go back to yes. the beginning and, yeah. you know, do it. What did I miss? Huh? Yeah, exactly. All right. All right, I think that was the game. That's the game. So, <laughs> Steve, tell Good. us one piece of advice you'd give to your younger self. Wow. Um, I, I'm not going to say don't go to law school. I'm not going to say that. My <laughs> younger self. He's like, I'm not not going to say it. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I have any good advice for that kid. He was the last. It doesn't have to be like that kid. You know, a week kid. ago, if you were like, you know, that burrito. But that kid, that kid, was, <laughs> that kid was the last of nine children. Wow. Maybe, so okay. So now I'm starting maybe, to see where the five came yeah, from. Yeah, the okay. old Irish, you yeah. know, Catholic thing. It doesn't so. even have to be that. Like sometimes, if you just come from, you know, a certain environment, then you Big feel like, hey, that's yeah. that's, that's the way it my, goes. My right? point in raising it is, I got all the advice I could oh. ever, you know, imagine providing to myself at this sure. point from my eight siblings, four brothers and four sisters. Hmm. So I think I was very fortunate. Um, but maybe I should have played professional football. That's the only thing, that I would have worked harder hmm. and tried that. That would have been fun. Was that an option? It was. It okay. was. I was invited to a couple of NFL camps coming out of Princeton, played football. There. Oh, you played football for Princeton? I okay. did. And I, always, I was a quarterback. Oh. And um, I had an opportunity to, I realized though that I was this kid from Princeton and I got enough hits in the head <laughs> going up against bigger, stronger people. Mm -hmm. So, But I do always wonder, what if? Why didn't I at least give it a shot? I could get cut, go back to go to law school, but I went sure. right to law school out of college as opposed to going to the camps. But that's not advice. That's kind of looking back on maybe you do things differently. But mm -hmm. um, that's as close as I can come. Okay. Wow. All right. Wow. Very cool. So, okay, let's say somebody wants the services of, you know, your firm. Mm -hmm. How can they get a hold of Gibbons PC? Or you specifically, if they want to get a hold well, of it. Well, um, I don't yet have my email address. That'll be tomorrow, ironically. Can I just can I just take a pause, like a timeout on this episode? <laughs> so Steve, having been gone from Gibbons for 18 years, you said? 18 years. Starts back at Gibbons tomorrow. Tomorrow, mm. first day. Yeah. God bless Gibbons for having the trust to be like, you know what, we're going to yeah. send Steve out to do this podcast. Yeah. Well, I have never been that far away. Okay. So the, it's it's not like, you know, you're new. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. And the, and the view is, obviously, you heard it at the beginning, there's so much great things 
about the place. But I kind imagine. Of draw me there, and that's that's what sure. I. If you ask me why, that's the answer. It's just a great firm with great people okay. with high integrity. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but it is it is it's a gamble, I guess. But yeah, really. But a, <laughs> not, oh, by the way, if you're watching this in your car, you're not being pulled over. It's the sounds of the trend. Yeah, yeah. Trenton. Mm -hmm. At the ready. Yeah. yeah. But um, okay. So how do they get a hold of Gibbons? Well, it's Gibbons, awesome firm. That's a great question. Um, they can reach out to. Uh, we have a website. Uh, it's very easy to find Gibbons' uh, website. Look, we're we're looking for the web address right now. Don't worry. If this takes, you, know, you can you can shout it out in the back. S With us today. Go ahead. Yes, Angela. Heading up the marketing department at Gibbons uh, is in the room. We have a guest. Yes. Usually, I'm just going to say this. This is exciting. Am I going to get my email address right now, live uh, and wow. on the air? This is 99% sure because this is how it's done for everyone. Awesome. It should be S Reynolds, S R E Y N O L D S, at gibbonslaw, all one word, dot com. Bingo. Perfect. There you go. Okay. See? That's breaking so S. news. S. Reynolds at GibbonsLaw.com, just in breaking case she was news. too far away from the microphone, but yeah. Exactly. I feel honored, you know? We got to like be part of we you getting that email it address. You heard it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's excitement. <laughs> no, I, I'm also going to say we haven't had guests in the room for very many episodes. Mm -hmm. Universally, whenever it happens, we screw up left and right. Yeah. You know, it's just like a nervousness thing. Yeah. This has been pretty easy. So, Angela, yeah. thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you, you for much. being an easy guest to yes. have. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and Steve, thank oh, you for being an easy guest <laughs> as well. Like, plant? Yes. I think that's our show. That's our show. Awesome. Thank you to our listeners, especially the subscribers. We appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp. Check them out. Thank you to Steve Reynolds of Gibbons. We are so excited that it's your first day tomorrow. Thank you for spending the day before your first day with us. I huh? would spend it nowhere else. Oh, <laughs> I'm honored. I know, right? <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.